Well, good morning and welcome. This is season five, episode eight. If you're keeping track of that sort of thing. And uh, we just kind of finished up God's purpose. We did several different topics on that. And we're going to be hearing the word purpose throughout the year as we go forward because it is one of the most important things that we'll get from the word. And so uh, we're going to get a little, a little different today. We're going to talk about some different things and uh, look at how we look at the world. And, you know, I've talked about it before in the past that anybody now can, can be a teacher. And I don't want to discourage anyone from teaching the Word of God. I think it's important. I'm proud to see it. I'm, you know, if it's on social media, if it's standing in front of a group, if you're teaching a small group, whatever the situation is, I am glad to see people teaching God's Word. Now, what that does come with a, a but. And I know that that's, that's not good to hear, but what we want is, is we want people teaching the, the true Word of God. It's real easy to get caught up in something you find interest in. And there's nothing wrong with that in general. But we want to make sure that we are teaching what God says and not what we want God to say. There was a young woman, and she was teaching upon not eating pork because of the what it says in the Old Testament. Now, what she failed to bring in was what the, the New Testament teaches us about how after Jesus, that those rules were null and void, that you were free to eat of whatever you wanted. And she purposely chose to ignore that fact because she felt that if it was important in the beginning, it was, should stay that way, that it shouldn't change. See, oftentimes we get the idea that God changes his mind. That he changes. And that is simply not the case. God doesn't change. The only thing that changed between the Old Testament and the New Testament was Jesus. Jesus came on scene. And it didn't change how God feels about us what God does, who God is. The only thing that changed was it made it easier for us to come to God, to be able to talk to him, to communicate with him. See, what this girl was failing to realize was, was the purpose behind what was going on. Why that we couldn't partake of certain animals. 
and it had to do with being clean and unclean and that we had to take all these steps to have ourselves in the right kind of condition so we could speak to God. Because at that point, no one was covered over the blood of Jesus. And we know that God can't look upon sin. So we had to get ourselves in the right kind of condition so we could access God. It was like a, a prerequisite. Like if you're going into, uh, well, for example, I remember whenever my, my twins were born, they were going to be done by C-section. So, of course, my wife is taken into a sterile environment room and there's all these things and everybody's there. So I had to prepare myself as well. I had to reach, maintain a certain requirements to be able to enter that room. I had to wash my hands. I had to put on this funky dressing gown that covered up all of my clothes. It was long sleeve, long pants. I had to put things over my shoes, little booties. I had to wear a mat. I had to wear a little thing on my head. I looked like I was going in to perform the surgery. But all I was was getting in the right kind of condition to keep the room sterile. And that's what the, the Old Testament and all these Old Testament rules was all about, was about keeping the environment sterile so we could talk to God. But Jesus comes on scene and that changes everything because now we're covered by his blood. He is the sterile dressing. He is what allows God to be able to look upon us even though that we are still sinners. We are covered by him. Numbers 23 19 tells us, God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said, and shall not do it, nor how he spoken, and he shall not make it good. God does what he tells us he's going to do. He doesn't lie. He is not capable of doing it, and he has no purpose in doing it. God is not concerned about our feelings and hurting our feelings. God is concerned about our salvation, our soul, and reaching our purpose in life. You know, we lie to either cover up our sin or to make people like us better. God's not worried about neither one of those things. God doesn't lie. God follows his own rules. God does what he tells us he's going to do. We look at different examples. You know, constantly they're trying to disprove God, push science. And for all this course of time, we've had all these different great thinkers come up with how the, the world was born and, and there's discrepancies and, and all these different things. And we call them theories. We have the, the Big Bang Theory that something just exploded and all of a sudden particles came together and started forming what we, we see today. And then we have the theory of evolution where we begin to, to change. from Come from animals, that people came from 
from different kind of primates. And you've seen the little chart where they start at the beginning and everybody's kind of slunched over and, and you move up to our, our upright man that we, we see today. And they're called theories because it's just an idea. There's no way to, to prove it. We just have to take people's word for it, that they're smarter than us, and they've done the research, and what they came across in their great thinking has came upon this idea, and that's what they present to us, and we're supposed to take it as, as fact. And uh, we're going to go way off into the field for a minute here. Well, hey, you know, I don't follow the rules, so here we go. You've been warned. So, not your normal church talk. They say that humans are very unique from every other species. And I know you're probably thinking all kinds of things as well as to what we can do is how we talk, how we think. And no, 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 no. It goes to a much more basic thing. Now, if you've a, a pet owner, if you're a Luke, you ever been to a farm? You know, you've had a horse, seen a cow in the field, had a pet bunny rabbit. Any of these things, you know that sooner or later they have to eliminate their waste, just like us. There's a, a, a difference in that. Because of their anatomy, the way they're, they're put together, they're able to eliminate without any further assistance, so to speak. You know, they can go out into the woods and do their thing and no cleanup required. But us, we are shaped very differently and our, our exit is concealed, so to speak. And we require a little bit of maintenance after the process to keep us fresh and clean. And what science has said is that, well, this is a, an evolutionary thing. Because we started out and we were like the primates. And if you've been to the zoo and you've seen them around, they kind of have that, that forward slump motion and everything is accessible and they don't have that same kind of problem. But as we became more upright, as we stood straight, it had changed our, our hip structure and rotated everything back and pushed everything together and causing this conundrum that we have to face daily as human beings. Well, you know, I can theorize too. And I can look at God. I can look at his word. 
you know, he don't tell us everything. And But I can look at his purpose, look what he was accomplishing, and know that in the garden everything was perfect. You know that the reason we have to eliminate waste is that we have to, now all the stuff that we take in is used up. Our body can't process it all. You ever ate corn, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And also, we have all of these toxins that develop in our bodies that we have to eliminate. Now, we live in a fallen world. We live in a sinful world where everything is no longer perfect. And on top of that, man has been manipulating our food sources in the idea to be able to make more of it, make it more effective, make it more profitable. So it's been genetically engineered. So there's things in there now that's not of nature, not the way God intended. There's hormones. There's artificial fillers. There's all kinds of chemicals to make stuff taste better, last longer, and to keep us buying more of it. And I know I enjoy to eat. It's one of the pleasures in life. And I overindulge in it. You know, that's one thing that the first man and the first woman have to have to deal about because they wasn't sinful in nature. They took just enough. They were satisfied with exactly how much they needed. And they was in a perfect environment. So perhaps that this whole process wasn't needed at all. They didn't need to eliminate. It's actually hard to picture this perfect garden environment and happen to go run off into the woods. And it seems like that that's something that's not out of the realm of God. And then you ask yourself, well, then why are we built the way we are? Because my God is all-knowing. My God knows the beginning from the end. That everything that happened was not a surprise. And perhaps that he knew that we were going to be in a fallen world. That we were going to be cursed. And we were going to have to deal with these kind of things. And he created us in a very special way, not only for the garden, but for the future. Now again, that's my opinion. That's something that I formulated. It's not directly from the Word. It's Word-inspired, but not directly from the Word. But I think that my opinion is just as good as evolution or explosions. And when we're not working in fact, 
We're not working in the truth. We're not working with what God tells us directly. That's where we're at. We can go back and forth with our opinions and ideas all day long. Now see, it doesn't matter. What we just talked about for the last few minutes has no impact on your life whatsoever. That's why it didn't need to be included. But isn't God grand that he gives us so much more that when, when the word isn't enough, if that's not enough to keep you busy, entertained, and thinking that we can be inspired by it to expand and think further. All right, let's try to rein back in on topic a little bit here. We went way out, but it was just something on my mind and something to think about. So we get the idea that God changes because we see one thing and then we see something. Especially when we have strong opinions about something. So another person I was listening to that was attempting to do some teaching, she was talking about the relationships of of people and that how if everyone came or descendants of Adam and Eve, that that required some certain inter-family relations. And there's two trains of thought on that. And we're not going to debate that today. But what we are going to do is look at some other evidence. See, we see like Abraham and, or Abram and Sarai, to start off with, they were half-siblings. We see that Moses and Aaron, they was product of a aunt, their father's sister. It was complicated. So, and this this is just a few examples. There's more. And these people that were the product of this were able to do, do great things. And then we see all the the laws that prohibit it. And we look at, okay, what was the purpose? God's not just because I say so kind of person. He has purpose in every time he does. And it was to prevent rivalry. He didn't just change his mind and say, okay, this is acceptable, and then it's not. There has to be purpose. And in some other texts, it's even 
thought to be that part of the rivalry between Cain and Abel came down to a sister. And that was part of the, the reason that led to one of their demises. That's the kind of rivalry that can happen in this situation. We see that even with Lot and his daughters, that they did what they did after God was handing down punishment from where they were living, but we don't see any repercussions from what happened, what took place. And again, another time, another debate. Just laying out some examples here. I know this is cringe church today because we're talking about some really off-the-wall things, but sometimes we need to. We need to get in and get into the down and dirty stuff to really see what God's trying to tell us. And we're so at times we're afraid to look at every aspect of the Word of God that we're going to offend somebody, that we're going to get a little cringy, and we just avoid it. God's got it all here for a purpose. And you could tell that the, the person that was doing this teaching definitely had an aversion to what she was talking about, as many people do and should. But the fact is, she was driving her teaching due to the aversion. I don't understand everything that God does. I don't know all of his plans, and I don't try because he tells me I'm not going to be able to. So sometimes I just got to roll with it. But he didn't change his mind halfway through. He didn't change the rules up. The only person that changes the rules is man. Now sometimes he has to intercede and intervene because we're going so far off the path that we're going to derail everything. And he has to come in and, and he has to change things up a little bit. Example would be the Tower of Babel. But his outlook doesn't change. Hebrews 13 and 8. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Every person that thinks that his teachings no longer apply to this world that is dated and outdated, that you are sadly mistaken. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. He died for our past, current, and future sins. We see that we see that being nude is a, a sin. 
that is immoral. Now, actually, there's no direct quotes from the word that speaks to this. But we do see evidence of it taking place. We see that David danced naked in the for his Lord. We see that Zechariah preached in the nude. Peter was working in the nude on his boat. He had to put on his garments before he could swim out to meet Jesus. We see these things that take place in the appropriate time and in the the Zechariah example that was sanctioned by God. But yet we want to clump everything in and somehow we make it that God said no. But when we look at the word and we see examples, we can't just bypass these examples, especially when there's multiple of them. Now, if there's one, we may be not right on pace, but multiple examples of the same thing. Are we following the Word of God? Are we following what our personal preferences are? And again, sometimes these things are hard for us to to understand. But it's an example of how God stays the same. Now, there's a lot of good stuff we can talk about, too. We've seen that all through Jesus' ministry, he healed, he healed, he healed, he healed, he healed. We see that God protects his people. We see that he takes care of the enemies. That he takes and he protects them. He strengthens his armies. And if he does it for one, he'll do it for all. If he healed one person, if he gave us an example of one person being healed, then he has to do it for each and every one of us. But he gave us multiple examples. We see blessings. He blesses one person. He has to do it for all of us. And that's why it's important when we gather in church. And one of his reasons why he wants us to come together is he wants us to talk about our blessings. He wants us to tell each other how he came into our lives, how he healed us, how he took care of the problem, how he smacked down the demons that we were facing, that he showed up in the nick of time. That's what we're supposed to be sharing with you. That's why he wants us to come together. Because then we should know that if he does it for one, 
He'll do it for all of us. That all of us have the, the right and the opportunity to be blessed, to be healed, to be whatever we need him to be. And you know, I'm going to, I don't usually talk about theories or ideas or my personal thoughts when I'm, I'm talking to y'all. But today I've then bent the rules and broke them, so we're going to carry on a little bit with that. And my personal thoughts, and I'm telling you these are my personal thoughts, not anything else, of why that God decided to include all this stuff that seems to be a little bit icky, a little bit cringeworthy, and why we avoid it so much. We, we know God has purpose. And I believe that God puts this stuff in here, and he talks about the backgrounds of these people. And he talks about how they were feeling and what they were doing and what their thought process was. We have people that murdered people. We have people that did infidelity. We had people that were depressed. We had people that were prostitutes. We had people that was born of incestuous reunions. And these were all people that God used to do great things. These were people that were, were blessed, were the underdogs. And that's who we are. We not, may not be in, in any of these particular situations. It may not be that extreme, but it shows us that God can work with anyone. That he forgives, he blesses, and he does all of these things for anyone. That we are not too bad. We're not too dirty. That we can receive from God. So many times I hear, I got to get myself cleaned up. I got to get my life in order before I can come to church. That, my friends, is what church is for. To help you get your life together and to help yourself get cleaned up. You're listening to this recording today. You're hearing this message for a purpose. Because you're wanting to change something in your life. There's something missing in your life. Or you're wanting to strengthen your personal connection with the Lord. And just a title, just a word you went through and somehow or another, you and that word came together and it was something that you had been on your mind, something you needed, and you clicked it on and you're listening to it and you're hearing it. That's not an accident. But what are you going to do with it? 
Be careful as you listen. Make sure you're listening to facts. And there's nothing wrong with having opinions. There's nothing wrong with having a little bit of Bible theory, especially if we can get together and we can talk about it. And we can work things off one another. That's some of the most deep and interesting conversations that you'll ever have. You get around a bunch of other believers and we can take the word and we can work with it. And we also we can expand our minds and think about all the different things and how God's purpose fits into different things. Just don't go in with your mind made up. Don't go in thinking that you're the absolute authority on something. When we're learning and growing each and every day. Don't ever think that you're not worthy. If you walk into a church and you don't feel welcomed. If someone's concerned about how you're dressed, how you act or your path, you are in the wrong place. Find a different one. This is a hospital for the sick. This is not a place where we come for social hour. It's not a place for entertainment. It's to grow and connect with the Lord. So many churches today, we've turned into the, the synagogue that Jesus went in and started flipping tables because it's moved so far away from its purpose. You're all welcome here. You know, when God wrote us these letters, that's what it is, our personal letter to us in his word. He's speaking to the underdogs. He's speaking to the common folk. The word says that for the rich man, it's easier for a camel to fit through the eye of a needle than it is for him to get into heaven. And I may have misquoted that because I'm not reading it directly, so pardon me for that. But what God was trying to tell us, his purpose in that was, is that they're so focused on what they have and who they are that they don't have any need for God. But us struggling folks, us people that's trying to navigate the world and survive it, we need him. And we're broken and we're bent and we're hurt and we're struggling and we need a savior. And I hope you all can find that today. I'd just like to thank him, take a moment and thank all the ones that, that tune in each week and that to come across and listen to this and put up with me. I know this is not a mega budget production. It's about as bare bones as you can get. And uh, I know that I'm not the best speaker and not the best audio quality, but I hope that the message that I'm bringing is at least something that you find a little something you can get out of. I mean, I'm not asking for it every week, but at least sometimes, every now and then, there's a little something you say, hey, man, he's got a point. And that's all my purpose is, if I could just reach one or two people, if I could just give you something to think about. You see, there's no commercials in this. There's 
nothing like that. I'm not trying to to monetize it, not trying to make anything. This is just something I do. It's just part of my ministry to be able to reach y'all, reach more people. And hopefully it's something you can share and use in your own personal life. If you want to help me out, it doesn't going to cost you a thing. All I need you to do is just hit that five-star button. If you want to leave a little review, that would be awesome as well. That helps the algorithm grow, helps it go out to more people and for more people to see it. And uh, I haven't asked for that in a long while, so it's figured about time just to, just you can just hit that five-star, help us to go out, help us to reach more people. And we thank you for tuning in.